This is Dr. Troy Shaw, pastor of the Liberty Hill Baptist Church. Welcome to Living the Bible Together. We would love for you to visit our church located at 4410 Refugee Road. We worship on Sundays at 11 a.m. For more information, visit us online at livingthebibletogether.org. Liberty Hill, living the Bible together through education, missions, and ministry. Let us bow our heads. God, we thank thee and we praise thee for this day, for thy love, for thy joy. We thank thee because thou art so wonderful and so great. We appreciate you and we're glad just to be in your presence, God. We love you with our whole heart, our mind, and our soul. And we ask now, Lord, that you would just open, open us to your word, that we might walk after the way of Christ. In the precious, the great name we pray. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. Psalm 104, verses 5 through 9 read like this. Who laid the foundations of the earth, that it should not be removed forever? Thou coverest it with the deep as with a garment. The waters stood above the mountains. At thy rebuke, they fled at the voice of thy thunder. They haste away. They go up by the mountains. They go down by the valleys unto the place which thou hast founded for them. Thou hast set a bound that they may not pass over, that they turn not again to cover the earth. God is. The wings of this morning ushered all of us into a new day of God's bountiful blessings. Somebody ought to be glad you woke up this morning. Did you wake up this morning? Our soul ought to testify how good God is because we're blessed by the everlasting to everlasting. You see, there's some blessings that come in in your life and you wonder how long it's going to last. In fact, there are times when you even say to yourself, this is too good to be true. But, but the wonderful part about God is that not only is God great, God is great all the time. God is everlasting to everlasting. It's not one of those deals where we have to wonder, is this the promotional deal? I know some of y'all got that cable promotional deal and you forgot to call and you know the bill increased. You know how that works. But, but, but with God, you don't ever have to worry about some promotion. Once you're in, you're in. You're in the family. God loves you. God is great. And so we're here today to talk about the one that embodies pure love and peace and mercy, the one that has grace, the great I am, El Shaddai, the one that set the stars into space and gave us space in this place today. We ought to be glad that God is good. Now, for each of us, we may answer that question, Deacon David Hodge, slightly differently. All of us say that God is. What is God to you? But whatever God is to you, as the psalmist says, come let us magnify God together. Let us magnify the Lord. Whatever God is to you, then think of God even bigger than that. As we think about Psalm 104, which is a great psalm, verse 5, you will see a, a sentiment that God expresses as he's talking to Job. And yet, it appears here, the psalmist says, 
who laid the foundations of the earth that it should not be removed forever. God laid the foundation. God is stable. God is stable in every generation. God is stable. We can trust God. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8 says this. Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. See, we can depend on God to be the same, to be consistent in our lives, to consistently bless us and to lead us and guide us. Time may be filled with swift transition, but our God is the same, powerful from age to age. You can always trust Sister Shannon in God. The, the psalmist proclaims God's preeminence over the landscape of our physical and our spiritual reality. God is over everything, not just what we think, but what we do, how we feel, our emotion, how we look. God made us. God laid an unmovable foundation. There's some things about you and there's some things about us that don't change. All of us got some bones inside our body. You remember that little biology class we had to take? And they said that what makes us human is that we have a skeleton on the inside. One of the things about it is all of us have it. Now, your idea might be different than my idea, but all of us that came in this room today have a skeleton inside. Somebody might have a little arthritis in theirs. Somebody might have a little pain in there. But the fact is, we all got it. And that's how stable God is. God works on a pattern. There's certain things that are the same. They never change. And we can always depend on God to be the same in the areas where God is the same. Oh. I, I, I wish you could get this. Because God don't change that which God don't change. And so when you begin to read the pattern, then you know this is what God is doing in all of our lives. See, there's some things that God is only doing in your life, and then there's some things that God is doing in all of our lives. And so that's why we can come together and acknowledge the greatness of God. We don't even have to always finish the statement. We can simply say, God is. And, and as you say that, you begin to understand what it really means. It means that we can depend on God. The psalmist understands that we can depend on God, that we can withstand all of eternity with God. See, there's some things that will only carry you through next week. There are other things that will carry you through next year. But God will carry you through eternity. Do you know everything that you own someday will pass away? All of your clothing and all of your uh, uh, possessions, your house, your car, all of those things you don't get to take with you. All of your thoughts, you know that great idea you had last week? That's not going with you. Because when we're absent from this body, we'll be present with the Lord. And even if you did have that thought that you had last week, why would it be important in the presence of God? See, when we get in the presence of God, all this stuff shouldn't matter. Because God is so great that we will spend our time worshiping and praising and being thankful that God is so good. Life can bring us those moments where it seems that we're insecure about our faith, insecure about who we are, even insecure about our relationship. But the fact is that no matter how we feel and who we are, God is still the same. 
That's the point today. The point is that no matter what kind of changes we go through, God is still the same. Far too often we want to put God out of business because we've had some problem. But we don't put anybody else out of business. Some of us have gone to, like I did a few weeks ago, went to a McDonald's, decided I want an ice cream cone. I believe the man almost had his thumb in my ice cream. I mean, that was horrible. And I'm not a confrontational person. The, the, the ice cream was a dog. I know some people would have been a get your thumb out of my ice cream. Make me another one. And they probably would have went and spit in the ice cream then. Not me. I say thank you. Paid the dollar. Moved on. As soon as I got to that long trash can, I dropped it right on in there. His thumb was in my ice cream. Now guess what? Oh, sometime next week, I'm going to pass by another McDonald's, and I'm going to get me an ice cream cone. didn't put all of McDonald's out of business because it was one thumb in my ice cream. But what we tend to do is put the whole church out of business. Put God out of business. I'm not going to church. Because we have an experience that we don't like, we no longer return. But just because you had one experience or one issue does not change God. There are times when we're going to feel some kind of way. Sad, there are times when we're going to feel a little bit unstable, but God is still good. No matter how you feel or where you go, just know, just like, a, what is it, Motel 6, God still got the light on for you. God loves us. And when you need a friend and when you need something stable, let me tell you, you won't find it in people. You won't find stability in cars. You won't find stability in your money. You will only find it in the foundation that is stable, and that is God. We need uh, answers. We need solutions. We need a foundation that we can stand on. Where do I go when there's nobody else to turn to? Who do I talk to when nobody wants to listen? Who do I lean on when there's no foundation stable? I go to the rock. I know he's able. I go to the rock. The, the Lord is the rock of my salvation. The Lord is the stone that the builder rejected. But I stand by the mountain and the mountain stands by me. When the earth all around me is sinking sand, on Christ the solid rock I stand. When I need a shelter, when I need a friend, I go to the rock. When the storms of life are threatening, who do I turn to when those winds of sorrows blow? And is there a refuge in time of tribulation? I go to the rock. God is stable. We can depend on God. God is our rock. We can call a cloud of witnesses here today. And all of them can testify to the goodness of God. From Adam to us, we can thank God. Because you know, Adam almost got us all destroyed. But God still covered Adam through his sin. Then extended grace to that murderer Cain. God is so good. We ought to thank God because some of us got some stuff on our record that God, well, thank God. Aren't you glad that we can call on him and thank him today because of his mercy he spared us? But then come here, Noah. Noah can tell you that God saved his whole family. All of us could have been gone in the flood and God could have went on to some other species. Maybe birds would rule the earth. 
But thank God that one upright man, God saw him and hallelujah, saved us all. God loves us. Abraham came up out of Ur and came up out of Egypt and then God continues to return to Egypt over and over again to, to, to rescue his people. God is a rescuer. He delivers us out of our hardships and out of our pain. Some may not understand it and you won't understand it all. But let me tell you there's power in prayer. There's power in Bible study. Power. Because it frees us. It frees us mentally. It frees us spiritually. Let me tell you that if it were not for my Bible, I would lose my mind. If I didn't have God's word, if I did not have God in my life, I would lose my mind. I understand as I watch our television and I see all of those little issues and things that are going on in people's lives. And sometimes anymore, you see people just snap. Part of it is we're trying and attempting to live lives without God. Our country, our children, our people, everybody needs to acknowledge the power of God. Yeah. Far too often, folks wait until they've made it and then they turn their back on God. They wait until they've gotten uh, somewhere and then finally they turn their back on God. But I know that I need God. Maybe you know you need God. Maybe you need God's favor like Deborah the judge needed or like Esther needed over in Persia. Maybe you've been blessed that the Lord delivered you out of a lion's den like he did Daniel. Maybe the Lord has delivered you from a fiery furnace like he did the three Hebrew children. God is good. God is stable. We can depend on God. We can believe and trust in God. God's will, God's way, God's word will never fail. All things that were made were made by God. You were made by God. Some years ago, I had a professor, Dr. Nelson. He had just bought a Mercedes. You know, he had uh, driven some other cars in his lifetime, and he had bought this car, and he said that he uh, was going to the mechanic to have it repaired. He said uh, he uh, had a flat tire, and something had happened that he had to pull into the garage, and he asked the man uh, about the tire. He had a spare. And the man said, well, I can, I can put the spare in there, but I could do some other services for you uh, as I uh, am repairing the car. And Dr. Nelson said, I asked him, do you read German? He said, then the man just kind of looked at me and said, no, I don't read German. He said, well, then I'd like for you to just to change the tire because I don't know if you know about the inner workings of the vehicle because this car was made in Germany. Now, Dr. Nelson was being smart, smart aleck. He was being facetious in a way. But don't you think that if you really want to get to the root of repair, that you need somebody who is intricately uh, uh, aware of and who has a knowledge of how the thing is put together from its origin. Oh. I'm not talking about no secondhand person. I'm talking about the person who wrote the book. You need somebody who knows all about you. 
You see, it's one thing to trust the doctor, but you need somebody sometimes that knows a little bit more than the doctor. See, sometimes, Jay Shine, I need somebody who knows all of my crazy. And everybody don't know everything. I'm not going to tell you everything. Okay, what kind of doctor you are. Some things belong to me and God. And there are times when we've got to rely on that relationship with just us and God. Nobody else. God is our friend. God is our all in all. God is the one. Our friend when we can't find a friend. God is the one that we can talk to. God, our eternal God. Knowing all of the intricacies of time. God knows it. God is the one with the preeminent pen who writes our faith. The author and the finisher of our faith. Alpha and Omega from the foundation beginning to end. But then if you look at verses 6 and 8, it says this. It says, Thou coverest it with the deep as with a garment. The waters stood above the mountains. At thy rebuke they fled. At the voice of thy thunder they hasted away. They go up by the mountains. They go down by the valleys unto the place which thou hast founded for them. God is a God of order. God operates in order. You, you know, we can see the paradigm of God. We can discover it in every single passage of the text. God is there. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It reveals God's intention, God's heart, God's pattern to us when we study our Bible, when we read, when we spend time in prayer. Because God's fingerprint is on everything. And when we see the fingerprint of God, we see that it's always done in decency and in order. God has a process. God is the one who uh, is the origin of all wisdom. Orders time to march in success and across the seasons as we seek to find God's face. God is there for us. The mountains, the dry lands, the, the earth was without form. And then all of a sudden, God spoke and the waters started to get up off the earth. The waters had covered the earth like a garment covers flesh. Darkness was fused with the void. But then God's voice came and separated it. Aren't you glad that God's voice can separate some things today? God's voice separated the water from the dry land. God's voice is separating your problems from you sometimes. You ought to be glad that it's by God's voice, by God's power, that God has a way that is right and he's always fighting and defending you, taking care of you. But you know what I really like about uh, this is that when we go back to the beginning, Deacon Danny, uh, we realize that God prepared for us. Don't you see that God prepared for us? See, what I like about God is sometimes we uh, move out of season. I know some people go get a girlfriend before they got a job. See, you've got to prepare for things before you get it. I sometimes ask, I hope I'm not talking about nobody in here, but I sometimes ask why some of the poorest citizens go get a dog. I say, you can't feed you. And now poor Fido is, is whining too. You know, anytime you get something, you ought to be prepared to take care of it. Uh, what Jesus says is that uh, what man go build a house without counting first the cost? We got to count the cost. Consider things before you just jump in there. Brother Jay Sean, we got to have a business plan. 
We got to have an idea of what we want to do. Got to put it down and then follow the plan. We don't just jump out there and do it. And so God shows us that. God prepared for us before we ever got here. Because what if God had just created us and just dropped us down in the middle of darkness and no form and nothing? But God separated the waters and the land. God made sure there was grass. God made sure there was day and night and made sure there was animals for us to uh, uh, feed on and, and so on and so forth. God has always prepared before he took care of it. And you say, preacher, why is that important? It's important because, as I said, God is the same. He Whatever God says, we can trust. Yes. And so since God has prepared for us, and that's why we're here, then we can trust that God will prepare for us. Oh, I wish you could get this. See, just as we live in an abundant earth, God is preparing a place for us. Yes, even now, God is preparing a place for prepared people. John 14, 1, here's what it says. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. And where I am, there ye may be also. And whether I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Now, see, if I was down the street, they'd be shouting. So they'd be in church about four o'clock just on that. Because think about how good God is to us to go and prepare a place for you before you ever get that. If some folk don't care that you come. But God, uh, with all of God's wisdom and all of God's power, God is getting ready for you. Who am I that God should prepare for me? You think about that, the guest of God. God is preparing for us. You are somebody special to be in the family of God, to be associated with Jesus the Christ, to know that God is preparing for us. God is stable. God is a God of order. Always holy and righteous. We can trust in God to deliver us. And when the Lord prepares, the Lord follows through. Anybody glad that God follows through today? Glad that the Lord is able and stable in all ways? I'm glad today that James Cleveland sang it like this. He said, God is my protection. God is my light in darkness. God is my joy in a time of sorrow. God is my today and tomorrow. God is my all in all. God is the joy and the strength of my life. He removes all pain, misery, and strife. He promised to keep me, never to leave me, never ever to fall short of his word. I want to go with him when he comes back. I've come too far and I'll never turn back. God is. God is my all and all. But then lest I hold you too long on some of y'all's holiday. Psalm 104.9 reads like this. Thou hast set a bound that they may not pass over, that they turn not again to cover the earth. God is a God of stability, a God of order, and lastly, God is a God of boundaries. At the beginning of time, God spoke into the darkness and all that we know was formed, founded, and facilitated by the word of God. 
just because God spoke the word that was in the beginning and will be forever. God's word. That word keeps us all. But what I like about this, and just let me uh, for one moment just, just tell you this. See, God's voice separated that water. Uh, see, God's voice separated that water. Mm. And then once God's voice separated the water, it says that once things, once the boundaries were set up, they were never to be removed. When God sets up a boundary, the boundary doesn't get removed. Now, I know that there comes some times in our life where people tell us, yield not to temptation, for temptation is sin. Times when it's difficult to live the Christian lifestyle. But let me tell you that if you hold on to the Lord, God can close some doors for you. And once the Lord closes some doors, the boundaries have already been set. God can open doors and close doors for you. Do it just for you today. All of us are on that journey trying and trying each and every day. Challenge to be more like Jesus. Challenge to know that God is working on us and working on us each and every day. We've got to be uh, holy as God is holy. First Peter chapter 1 verses 13 to 16 says, Wherefore gird up your loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be bought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance, but as that which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. God is holy. You want to know about God? God is holy. We ought to be holy like God is holy. What does that mean? We've got to be sanctified, separated. We've got to be like Jesus, filled with the Holy Spirit. There is work for us to do. It's not just good enough for us to walk around and talk about God, but we ought to act like we know something about God. See, because if you really know God, you're going to keep God's commandments. You want to make certain that you follow Christ as Christ has taken up the cross for you and for me. We want to be separated from the ways of the world and united with the ways of God. God loves you, but not only does God love you, God loves all of them out there too. I know sometimes we want to be real selfish and think that God just loves me and just me. I'm the only one that's special, but all of us are God's children. God loves us all, no matter how tall or how short. God loves us all, no matter the hue of your skin or complexion. God loves us all. God cares for you. God is wonderful. I used to hear old preacher get ready to close his sermon, and you know he was about ready to close because he talked about God. You know, when the old preacher got ready to close, he said God is good, and all the time God is good. I wonder, is there anybody that knows that God is good? You know, God is good and all the time God is good. I remember, I feel like preaching this morning for just a, you know, I remember when I used to be in the cornfield. It's about how many we had in the cornfield. And you feel like preaching because number one, the walls is a little bit, the walls are a little bit closer and you can hear the voices as they come together to praise the Lord. 
our voices ought always be lifted and ready to praise God. Because you know what? He did wake us up this morning and started us on our way. We serve a good God, a mighty God, who's kept us in strength, in season and out of season. Even with the little problems you got, if you was to acknowledge it for a moment, God is still great and you're still better off than you used to be. God has blessed us and continues to take us through and we ought to be glad. I don't know how you finish the sentence that God is. God is great. I know that. God, somebody said God is grandmama's walking cane. Somebody said that God is a, is, is a refuge in a time of trouble. We can depend on God. And as Moses lifted up the servant, serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. God is.
Bible together through education, missions, and ministry. This has been another broadcast of Living the Bible Together with Dr. Troy Shaw from the Liberty Hill Baptist Church located at 4410 Refugee Road. We worship on Sundays at 11 a.m., for more information, visit us online at livingthebibletogether.org. God bless you and have a great week.